0: Right, we're we're live. Hello, hi. So this is Biohacking Joe Baines, and I've got here Chris Chris Mc He's the uh, the Northern Monkey, the Northern Monkey. All right, Northern Monkey. Right. So so my question for you is, how have you optimised your life? What have you done to optimise your life? What could be useful to your readers, to people out there? that little hacks you've got done in your life that you use on a daily basis? I that did, that, yeah, that's a really
1: difficult question. Yeah. The, it is, uh, I mean, that's a, yeah. that,
0: I mean the, the, the magnitude of
1: that question is fucking... I know, it, I know, yeah. It's simple. Yeah, you know, of course it's, is, yeah. it course it is, yeah. And the only way that I feel as though I can respond the only way I can answer it, is just by saying to you that I've always certainly since 1996, followed my, well I say, I've consciously followed my heart since 1996, right?
0: Or probably subconsciously followed it leading up to 1996. So, so my question to you is, how do you follow your heart? Having balls. You have to have balls to follow Ah, your heart. there you go. That's a life hack. Right? That's, yeah, because... It takes, I, listen, it takes, it takes massive
1: courage to follow your heart, and I over, <coughs> as I say, consciously, over, since 1996, have, have followed my heart and followed its lead, and it's taken me into some situations where people have said you're a fucking lunatic, you know, what are you doing this for, blah, 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 but my heart has always said, do it, do it, and do you want to know what it is when i followed my heart and I've done the things that it wanted me to do? I've come out the other side, and I think we said this last night. But I've come out the other side, fuller, richer, wiser, uh, more prepared for the next stage. And yeah, I mean, it takes you through some hairy moments when you do it, but but it's all it's all about keeping faith and belief in whatever you want to keep faith and belief
0: in, but most of all, yourself,
1: you
0: know? So what was the first one that you had to, that you decided, I'm going to follow? I've
1: done all. Oh, you've done
0: all, okay. I've done do loads of things. I fasted for 40 days. Yeah, this, this this blew me away. I mean, the longest fast I've done has been um, 10 days. Uh, but. Yeah, 40 days. <laughs> so, like, I fasted for 40 days,
1: my daughter was about 5 or 6 years old, I remember I one tea time, I just made her a tea, uh, middle class gave lots of dinner, we had our tea, and we had tea at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock every day, and we put the television on and the news came on because the war was on, and uh, my daughter looked at it and she said, turn it off, Daddy, I'm frightened. Now. I remember in my working class upbringing, whenever the kids said, Dad, I'm fighting you, or somebody's fighting me, the father always used to be out there on the street with his fist for this, and was, you know, who's upset you kind of thing, yeah. right, I'll defend you, and the only, and I, I couldn't do that in this case, because my daughter was afraid of something that she was watching on the television, that she was afraid of, she like the images of the children on the television crying and all this kind and so maybe in a deep thinker that I am I thought oh, I'm going to champion my and my, 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 my heart said fast wow, Okay. and now I'd already been fasting once a week on a Friday for a few years before then anyway and I actually thought when I started fasting for the 40 days I thought well I mean me fasting every Friday it was more like me, like an athlete in training for it. Yeah, know? that's right. That's how I, that's why that's how yeah. I actually saw it. And then, um, and so I started the fast for the 40 days, and uh, and I did it. Yeah, and I tell you what it is after I finished, like nothing, but nothing seemed impossible. Nothing seemed impossible. Yeah, you deprive your full, your body of food for 40 days, and basically it was just like it was like tea and
0: and water. Yeah. And, uh, At the time when your daughter daughter saw um, Bosnia on TV? I think it was possible. Possible, yeah. So I was uh, in the British Army, in the TA. Yeah. And and, uh, they were deploying to Bosnia. And I'd signed up (laughs) uh, to go to Bosnia as well. But as soon as I did that, all my friends, all my family, they were nuts. They were not going out there. But the backlash I had from going out there was so big. I cancelled it. I took my name off the list. But yeah, I could have ended up in, uh, in No, I no, no, didn't. All oh, right. If, it you, that if, if you, you, you had not been, there might be a chance to say you would be in a view me now. Uh, well, the thing is, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've survived some pretty hair raising stuff, which I, mean, I, I, I think, I personally think I must have my life. I've literally survived. <laughs> so I think I would have survived that. I, I'm, I'm maybe feeling cocky, but... Yeah, I, but you're not going there, you surviving this, that's right. Yeah, that's, right, that's, that's right. right, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. So that's the fact weird. that I didn't go, yeah, it's um... you survived. surviving. Yes, maybe, yeah, but... Maybe your name, near me to the government, your your near it, would be on the fucking bullet. It could have been, it could have been. But I mean, for me, it was an adventure. You know, I was seeing it as a, like a, another adventure to go on. I actually joined the army because um, we used to go clubbing all the time. Like We used to go clubbing. I was in a group of friends, were like ten of us, and we would go clubbing four or five times a week. We'd get home at three, four in the morning, I'd sleep at work. And I was like, how do I get out of this so, cycle, you know, and so I joined the army to get out of the cycle. stupid thing to do right yeah well it got it worked it worked it got me out of uh, the drinking so 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 what uh, what would you what do you want to pass on to your say to the younger generation to your kids to your younger self what life skills or epiphanies you want to get across to your daughter, for example, what do you want them to know from you that you think would be incredibly useful to them? It's a really deep,
1: difficult question because I mean, there are so many things that I've already tried to pass on to my daughter.
0: Yeah. If you had to pick like three or five things, whatever it is. Obviously one would be love. Yeah, okay. And, and how would you pass that on? Well, I was never shown any affection for my father,
1: and, and but I mean, every day, really, I mean, all the way through my life, I tried to show. I'm you know, also trying to, to to show tolerance as well. You know. Yeah, since, especially since Dad's murder, I mean, I've, I've tried to I've tried to pass on that thing, that that message of tolerance and things. You know. So that is a really, really difficult question because, I mean, I would, I would like to think that I could pass on my humour, I mean, with other comedians, I'm, I'm not stingy kind of thing, you know. Loads of young comedians have come up to me and say, oh, you, you're, a, you're a fucking genius and this and that and the other now, I'll just take all that in my stride and whatever, but I mean, I really do feel like, like, humble when they say that and, and what I do is if if these these young comedians need any help or advice or anything like that. I try, and, I try and pass on any advice from the 31 years that I've had in, in comedy. Uh, I think laughter is another thing, you know, i have a sense of youth. Yeah. You know, my father passed it on to me. I passed that humour on to my daughter. That, that same irreverence, that also feel for people, you know. Empathy.
0: Well,
1: it's it, it's more than that. It's just about being a fucking human being, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember being, I remember being in a, a weight I think mean, it was in Bromley years ago. I mean, I used to be when I was a big fat bastard. I used to be asked, I used to suffer with asthma terrible. You know and since I lost all my weight and started training really I've taken up a half, uh, seven and, a half still, and I, I don't suffer as much in my chest. Mm.
0: I was my respiratory problems,
1: um, but at the time I was like weight and I was on that inhaler, and I was in this
0: warehouse in Bromley, and I
1: heard this child really, really coughing, like hacking, coughing, and I couldn't stand it. So I went up and down the aisles, up and down the aisles, up and down the aisles, until I found this black lady with a child, and I said, "Is your child?" asthmatic, because I, mean, I recognise the kind of coughs for his brain, she said, yeah, take me in here, like right. and it's that kind of thing, do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, can't stand to see people suffering, can't stand to see anything suffering, animals, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a, I'm like a proper trio like if I see worms or snails or slugs on the floor, I'll pick them up, i put them on the mud, I'll put them up there so people can't stand them, it's all that kind of thing. I've tried to pass it's just that you see that it's it's more than that, it's just that humanity I've tried to pass on to my to my daughter. And I mean, I've got five grandchildren now and I try and pass on as much of that I mean they're the my eldest granddaughter's five, my youngest granddaughter's twins, are like over just over 18 months. I've got a new granddaughter who's coming up three and I've got the grandson who's just up three and have in just little ways, yeah. try and make them, like, just show a little bit of caring towards other people, or other really things, you know, and mm. preachers, and animals, and so
0: mm-hmm. I think that's important. Those things are important, to pass those cards, of things. In India, we have a religion called Jainism, and they even put, like, um, like a mask thing on your nose, so they
1: don't necessarily uh, fly a fly
0: if it's like. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? I I, I don't,
1: I, I catch flies. Yeah. I, you know, if I see, if you get like flies in the house and they're pissing you off, and let's be honest, the flies are pissing you off. Yeah, you, they right? do. Yeah. Right? I want that musical. Now, I sort of like bump the window and try to Put, push them away. Push, yeah. Push yeah, them the Yeah. And yes. I, 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 listen. Yeah, this is probably coming across as being a bizarre, some type of fucking, you know, like Google kind of thing. But it's not, it's just, as I got older, I realized a lot of things. And I think life, life is so important. You know, not just human life, every life is important. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I believe that everything has a, a, an order, everything has
0: a place in this world. They're all there for a reason. And I don't want in the field or in the rugby. So do you think everything or living things have a soul or whatever? Oh yeah, well, would have, yeah, yeah, yeah. And What about tables and chairs? Do they have? I, oh, I want that. And this table would have been a tree, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, with roots. That's growing. right. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Everything's energy, man. Yes, well, that's the point of physics, you know. But everything is energy. I mean,
1: I, I, I watched this programme on the BBC a few years ago where they said like, you know, that the, 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 the trees can talk yeah, each, the, through yeah, the roots. Yeah, they they've actually done the, the They've done know. the experiments and these, yeah. things commu-
0: these trees communicate and yeah. people think, oh, you're fucking, but it's already fucking yeah. scientific. There's actually a TED talk where the guy puts electrodes on all these plants in, they are. send each other signals, they, yeah, talk, yeah, that's that's right. it,
1: they talk to each other, yeah. they know when danger is coming, yes. worth, they know when it's wet, they know when it's wet, and so these things, they're not as yeah. inanimate as, as you actually yeah, think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, the, I mean, originally we broke off from plants at some point, so plants went one way and we went the other way, so our ancestors, plant ancestors are the same at some point, I don't know how far back but there is, so yeah, we're all from the same thing. Uh, we're all conscious in different ways, yeah. in uh, to a different extents. So there's even theories that the sun is conscious as well. It's um, it's I mean, yeah. to, to be honest with you, I
1: mean that kind of thing. You've got to understand that half of Middlesbrough. <laughs> <and that fucking, laughs> the sun being conscious, I mean that that goes way beyond fucking North Ormsby <laughs> <laughs> or Redcar. <laughs>
0: well, the, the, there's the uh, theory that the whole universe is um, uh, it's just an, like an illusion that nothing exists. No, you aren't know. here. We aren't here. Yeah, we, we aren't here. We, yeah, we aren't really right. here. We're Just we're when when scientists look. At the atom, and then they look inside the atom, and then they look inside that. They eventually come to nothing. Like and they go, but there's nothing there, like literally. Um, and uh, if you heard of the information universe. No. Uh, you know, I thought that was this. <laughs> <laughs> no. So the web, the web, yeah. But what they found is that, you know, like when you see an electron, and they try to measure it uh, to see whether it's a wave or a particle, and when they try to measure it, if it's a particle. It's a particle. When they're trying to measure it's a wave, it's a wave. And they're like, how can it be both all at the same time? And so one of the theories is that it's neither. So this thing coming across across here, this this photon, is just a bit of information. Right? yeah. And so it's not a wave or a particle. And then when it hits whatever it hits and you measure it or whatever, you read that piece of information and you interpret it in whatever way you want. So it's, it's not... It's, it's just, and, and uh, the other one what is... A, what a, what a shame you're on talking about, of Stephen
1: Orkin, and you can understand what the fuck he would talk <laughs> about. <laughs> uh, Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Brian Cox the, for, yeah, for Brian Cox. <laughs> I'm a Stephen Orkin man, as well. Oh, right, yeah.
0: yeah he's, he's passed away. <laughs> so, Brian Cox is the next guy. Yeah. So, what what pivotal moments have you had in your life? What epiphanies have you had? Any big ones? Yeah, I've had a massive one. I'm not prepared to see online. That's all right. What, what? Any other ones you've had that would uh, that that could open the window for other people to hear about? Well, you see,
1: the big one that happened to me in Gran Canaria, like that was the source. Okay, that was that was. You remember seeing the film with Ursula? Ursula. Andres, she, where it had the blue flame of eternal youth, and she, and she, she has to go keep on walking through this blue flame of eternal youth. You know what, 1960s what she it she call Sheila. She. She, okay. Right. I roll that. It was she. And she used to pass through this blue flame of eternal youth. And that, that, replenished her. And she, used, and if she didn't go through the blue flame of eternal youth, then then she became an old woman and I some time. Oh. Hey. The rejuvenate. So and that was the source. The blue flame was the source. But what happened to me in Grand Canaria yeah. right? Was the epiphany to end all epiphanies. And it was me kind of like and, and, and from that that it was like it was like the blue flame for me. I mean, it, it's the source of everything. It's been the source
0: of everything that I've done for the last twenty three years. 23 years, and, and when did that happen? 1996. Wow, 19, 1996. I couldn't even speak English in 1996. Stop being racist. No, I literally not Joe, I'm, I'm not being able to speak English at all to. to
1: sound now, like, just now, just to sound,
0: to sound like an, an Oxford professor. <laughs> yeah. I actually failed uh, my first year in business university uh, because my English wasn't good enough. Well, I had <laughs> <somewhere>, right? <laughs> <laughs> no fucking chance in the No, it wasn't as good as it is now. I was like, I was in such a shock. that I failed it because of my English. I just spent the next like three years studying English like crazy. Um, so.
1: Well, anyway, so that that was that was the thing, and then from then. Uh, I've kind of been on this, like, from from that moment in 1996 in my apartment in Franklin area, I've been on the spiritual journey, which has just gone on and on and on, it's shaped me, it's formed me, I
0: realised that that was the defining moment in my life. And, and you, you you mentioned yesterday you went on some um, spiritual retreat. Oh yeah, well, I went. Uh, it, but the, once again, that was all rooted in the fact that I had this uh, this experience in Gran Canaria. Uh, okay. And um, and then how was your uh, this this Buddhist retreat that you went on? Well, it wasn't Buddhist. It was a it was an, um,
1: uh, a a retreat for sister. it was, a, it was a, a Catholic retreat. and I am Protestant. Uh, yeah, Church of England. Uh, it, it was run by um, the Cistercian monks, and I went to stay with them for a week. And where was this? This is in Leicestershire, Mount Mount St. Bernard Abbey. Mount, Abbey. Mount St. Bernard's Abbey. Okay. In Leicestershire. And yeah. how long did you spend there? A week. A week. And I just and it was and it was great because I you mean, know all these people from different social backgrounds like, here, and walks of life in the RKM the monks used to cook the food, and like, prepare the food, and put it on the table, and, and then like, somebody would delegate, you know, well I'll dish out this, you know, and it, they just And so, and it just encouraged you to share, to talk, to be, you know, and then the rest of the time you just sat and talked to other people, it's completely just completely shut off from the outside world,
0: no mobile
1: phones, nothing like that, you know, it, it was
0: fabulous, you, you should try it. Yeah, well I'm I'm going on one as well. So on, okay. it's, um I don't know if they allowed to phone, but this has twenty one days. Okay. Um, and there will be fasting yeah, as far as
1: After six after six days I was gasping for the beers. could yeah. <laughs> I couldn't wait to come back in the real world. But I mean all joking aside, I did I did love it I spent a lot of time reflecting, praying you know, just thinking. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't mind all that shit, do you know what I mean? I mean people, people, think of, people are conditioned now, in, in our life, right? They've got to be occupied. Yeah. They've got to be entertained 24-7. Or right? well, distracted 24-7. Well, whatever, you know. Yeah. But for me, I don't mind sitting in a room all day, on my own, thinking, or whatever. Driving around, thinking I'll go drive somewhere in the car and sit in the car and sit out the window, thinking, you know, writing. Don't need money. simple. So what a gobshite he's always on Facebook. What a is he's always on Twitter. Well, unfortunately, I mean that's the way life goes these days, isn't it? You know, yes. especially in our, in our, entertainment, in our business, because the only way people really know what you're doing is if you go online. Yeah. You know, sort of like self promotion
0: these days. Yes. Isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I'm, as I was saying, I, I did the fast now, where you sit for twelve hours, and meditate for twelve hours every day in complete silence, and you're not allowed to talk for the whole ten days. Um, and I do it every year now. And the last one I did, or the, the one before that, I did it while fasting as well. So I, I think in the ten days I had like six or seven meals, um, and that was the most powerful one. And I think it's because. I cut out so much food. Uh-huh. You see, the thing is, that when I fasted for those forty days, I was
1: still doing things wrong. I was still going to gigs. Yeah. I remember going all the way down to Bristol. Um, not Bristol, Cornwall. Uh, in the place, now. it's a beautiful place. As yeah. well, when I got there, they had the most glorious, glorious buffet. Yeah.
0: And you, had you wanted some saw
1: that, my lovely. Would you like some of that? And I said, I'm sorry, I'm fasting. And it was like at the time I was eating meat, and it was like ham and beefs and chickens and pastries and all. And I and I looked, but I was like two weeks in my fast. And and I drove all the way down to Cornwall, Saltash it was, salt. Drove all the way down to Cornwall and drove all the way back. And I I went when I was fasting. I went to see Bruce Springsteen and. Barcelona with my girlfriend at the time, that was difficult,
0: because
1: I mean, it took a lot of energy, a outside of the venue to get to the front. I always love to see Bruce Springsteen from front. stage, you know. So I just lived my life normally.
0: Okay.
1: And I didn't, sort I shut myself away in some room, not talking to yeah, oh, anybody. I was out yeah. there doing it, you know. Well, I
0: find it hard to do it if I'm, inter- if I'm integrating. Uh, yeah.
1: Pussy. You're yeah, you're getting, yeah, yeah, that's you're right. Your,
0: you're, pussy, yeah, you, it's you,
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. you shooting <laughs> yourself in the fucking cupboard, did I know. <laughs> I find it really difficult if I'm uh, around people. <laughs> yeah. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm no, just no,
0: disrespectful. no, no, no. I I agree. I should be able to do it. With, too much temptation. You yeah, see. that's what it is. Yeah, timothy I just not 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 enough willpower. That's basically been my problem. It's oh, yeah. being able to say no. Consistently, like, I can say no for the first ten hours of the day, but then as the day wears on, it gets harder and harder. I to know no. that I know no, it. Yeah, I know it's what it's like. Right. What do you consider to be the qualities to become successful? Honest. Honest.
1: I I think so. As a comedian, I, I, my my best friend never will ever see me. I mean, God bless him; he's dead now my old friend Bobby off from Sunderland, a um, comedic genius.
0: In the 60s and
1: 70s, he was tipped for great fame and fortune.
0: But he was a and
1: He told, told Bernard Delfont, who was the big empresario in show business at that time, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, that was that. Yeah. So he didn't really, he didn't really aspire to what he, he should have, what he wanted to, and he, I think he knew he blew it, but he was too promising. But uh, what was he saying again?
0: He the said, qualities to becoming successful? Yeah, but, but Bobby always
1: said to me, yeah. right? That the most important thing, and I've said this to a few young comedians, I've been giving my advice, and I said oh, earlier on, the most important thing is a comedian, right? As a comedian, but I suppose you could, you could like. Tag this to anything, mate. The most important thing is to be honest, because people can spot a fake. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know yourself. You've been on stage. I mean, I've been on stage for 31 years. If you go on stage and you and you're not being honest and truthful. you your audience can still see through. you it's fucking devastating. Yeah. So, absolutely. You know. You've got to. You've got to go on there. And you've got to believe what you're seeing. You've got to put it across. That you've got to be honest with, with, the, with the audience. So I would say. I would say that. For success, person what is you to be honest. Although I really had no success, I'm absolutely broke. I mean, yeah, being critically acclaimed, but not really being recognised for what I do. So perhaps I'm doing the wrong things. I don't know. I think that you, once again, honesty. You got to follow your heart. If you want to be really successful, I think you you've got to be a cunt, aren't <laughs> you? I mean, that, only the cunts get on, don't they? Well, you look at
0: our MPs, you know.
1: Yeah, well, they're all cunts. They're, so, yeah, they're yeah. all to That's right. Yeah, to, be, to, to, and to, to be like, to be another cunt, that, that's probably why I don't get on.
0: <laughs> I mean, look at look at the President of the United States, we've got Boris here.
1: Well, we've I got mean, Nigel
0: Farage, look how well these people are doing. Jeremy Corbyn, he's another cunts. Yeah, and, and, but they're all cunts, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I so, no, yeah, so want to, ask, to... say
1: something about Jeremy Corbyn. Right? I mean, some, some people look at my Facebook post right, and think, oh, he's right winging. Well, you're fucking wrong. Because I've been a socialist, or was a socialist, all my life. When I was 16 years old, I used to be like involved with like, the young socialists and all that. When I was 18 years old, I joined the Labour Party. And, like Good friends of Marjorie Morland, never voted anything else other than Labour. Uh, 2015 16, when Corbyn was under attack. From these fucking centrist, globalist, Blairite fucking politicians, I had his back, was defending him online all the time, going to some momentum meetings in Middlesbrough and all that, right? Yeah. And then fuck me, he becomes le- leader of the Labour Party and he abandons his principles for 40 years, right? And he decides he's going to support Remain instead of right? Yeah. right? And, and, and for me, right, he sold millions of traditional working-class labour voters down the river. So I haven't got any time for Jeremy Corbyn. Now I'm not bothered about him with the IRA and all that shit, because at the end of the day, right, he was trying to broker peace between the IRA and this country. Some people will say he went about it the wrong way, maybe he did maybe he didn't, I don't know. The thing that makes Jeremy Corbyn a cunt for me is that he's deserted his principles for 40 years And he's now, well he's going against everything that he ever believes. And for me, our politicians are all globalist pigs. we're a corporateocracy, we're all ruled and controlled by big business and our politicians, one and all, and Corbyn's included in that now, right, they're all slaves and footprints. A global
0: big business. Yeah. Well, we we are one of the biggest tax havens in the world. Wow. We're bigger than Switzerland as a tax England. Agent. Yeah. That never gets reported in the papers. No, it's, not nice. it, it's um. It's. I mean, it should be. But I. You know, I used to live in Switzerland. And so. Um, well. Um, well, my ex-wife lives there now. So this is why I'm here. Oh, okay. Because she you often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He got like he, he was too
1: busy. He was too busy driving, saving lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His wife, his wife, fucked him off, yeah. and my wife fucked me off, and he's yeah, "That's, that's that. totally Joe, God bless." You. Yeah, we're in the fucked off at the same. look at this! Look at this! See, look, I want to show you this t- thing on Joe's arm here. Can you see that? Can you see that mark on Joe's arm? Yeah, that, that's a sign of
0: alien abduction. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that is? That's Cambo. What's that? Cambo is frog poison. Okay. So there's a frog in the Amazon rainforest called, called Cambo. And it, it, has a, it has no natural enemies. Uh, so it's the most laziest frog on the planet because nothing goes near it, apart from humans. Right? And so they, uh, they can, uh, the milk that comes off it, uh, they take that and then they dry it. And then if you burn your skin, so there's a shaman that did this to me, he burns my skin, and then he puts his frog poison on, and it basically makes your body think it's going to die. So it's like, you know, you have a vaccine.
1: Hold on, I was, was going to there. there. That's why I why fucked him off because he's <laughs> a pervert. The man is a pervert, right? He likes to be injected with frog poison. poison. Yeah, ah, yeah. And is this where? Have you? Are you wearing a gimp mask when this takes place? I bet. I have
0: had several. This is so. uh, I haven't anything like that. i have not much of an arm to be honest
1: with you. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah. So that that, uh, that's given
0: by shamans, and they come and you know deliver it. I was being. I was being. uh, It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's It's you. Literally, for 20 minutes, you think you're going to die. Your body goes to the place of dying, but then it doesn't die. Uh to be honest with you, yeah, I won't take that fucking mission sure.
1: <laughs> I'll leave you with the frog semen, and uh, sorry, uh, with
0: the, the frog milk, <laughs> yeah. the poisonous frog milk. So, so, tell me, what are you most grateful for in life? Oh, my my, my grandchildren. I cry.
1: I love those. Because I miss the lot, And my daughter wanted to bring them up. Sorry. My, granddaughter, my daughter wanted to bring my grandchildren up. And I said, no, oh, I didn't want her to do that. You know, I didn't want her to do it. My grandchildren, I've got two things my yeah.
0: grandchildren, and
1: that. What's that? My pebble. That's a pebble that I picked up off the beach in Cumbria years ago when I was doing a gig. And I've dropped that pebble, that little brown pebble, into the water at the end of my gig since 1996, for 23 years. And at the end of my act, I always say, What have I just done there? I've just created ripples, ripples of laughter. Or oh, ripples in the water, then I'll say, And i that pebble, I create ripples, ripples of laughter. Right? And I try and explain that we're all going really to try and spread those ripples of laughter. And of light and of love and of peace and of joy and of happiness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that rather than be sorry, like get offended by one piece of humour or whatever, right? Just laugh at other at other people and I laugh at yourselves to bring those barriers down that exist between us all. So my grandchildren and those and my grandchildren and Matt Pebble are probably the most precious thing things that I have, including the love of my ex-wife, because I still. Love my ex-wife, massive. That's my the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm emotional. I'm sorry. I'm a very emotional man. Let me out of heart yeah. yeah. and my sleep.
0: And and Okay. All right. And so, what gets you up every day? What are you? A hard on. I like to get a hard on in the morning. I wake up with a hard on. That's
1: it. Any yeah. bloke who doesn't wake up with a hard on isn't a fucking bloke. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Uh, what gets me up in the morning? What gets me up in the morning, right, is the belief, right, that I have something to say that people want to listen to. That's what gets me up in the morning. Once again, that and the love of the people that means something to me. There was a time at the start of the year when I tried to take my own life, and uh, and I look at it now and God was good and I didn't.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: What Um, what got you then? Well, just a just a mixture of things, really. I explain all that me, actually I can't go in. Okay, but yeah, it, you
0: that's know, fine. I will go and see the. I'll go and see the show. I'll come and come see the, the show, Stephanie. Yes, yeah. And then I will also... ask some more questions. Yes,
1: George, yeah. very good. He should have been a copper, asking people personal questions.
0: <laughs> no, nobody answers a copper straight, you know, truthfully. No, no yeah. I, I do. Oh, you would do, yeah, because honesty. No. Honesty Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Honest to your partner with the police though, you don't tell yeah, the police no the you. know. police and the tax man, you don't say anything
0: to <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Great, okay, wow. Okay, so we've done like an hour. An hour have, you, you, have, you, your... have you enjoyed it? I have, yeah. So what I'm gonna do as I was we were doing this, so I'll break this noise. into two, two pieces. The first one would be on, on your show, Forgiveness. And I said I'll come and see your show as well and I'll take that on. Um, and then um, and uh, the other rest of it I'll separate into the light acts, mm-hmm. the Will so mm-hmm.
1: well, well, get it. a link to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah you will. Just like with um, uh, what's his name, yeah. uh, the
0: uh, the voices guy. Ah, uh, uh, Danny Portal. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's a lovely lad. He know? is. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, lovely. Don't I,
1: remember, I, I don't remember this, but Danny does it. Danny was a Danny was a glass collector in Ardipol Catholic Club. And I went there one night and I heard the police and I'm still up all right? screaming laughing and afterwards Danny, Danny said to me that was fantastic that mate." in his own voice by the way he <laughs> wasn't known as Donald Trump or all that, you know he said that was fantastic that mate. he said you know can you give me an advice I'd love to become a comedian or this and that and the other and I can't remember this but now I do remember it but I, I didn't remember when he first said it but now I do remember it I said the most important thing with comedy right is because you've got your act hadn't you yeah is to try and make it look as though you have told those jokes or those stories for the very first time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's why. I, that's why I always try and, and try and be uh, like unscripted. Yeah, because that's so I, hard to do, though. Yeah, well, I, I do it, but you see, the thing is that that like I think Well I was when I was in Billy Elliot, I was in Billy Elliot in the West End. Right? Yeah, right in the musical. In London, and I was bored shitless with it because it was the same thing, the same time, the same place, blah blah blah, tour beat, so on and so forth, laddy daddy, daddy da daddy daddy, daddy daddy, and it bored me fucking senseless. Although I love being in the theatre, don't get me wrong, right? Yeah. But I love the freedom of the comedy because I try not to be the same every night. Although with Edinburgh, with a show like this, it has to be the same every night because that's why I've written the story, you Yeah, but you can sort of flow with it. You yeah, watch. but I mean, that's what Donnie yeah. said, you huh? know. And that's what I said, Danny. You've got you've got to sort of make it because, like, like it's it's you're doing it for the first time. That's a, that's another another tip I'm giving. I'm giving out too many tips here. I'm, I'm people eclipsing that I,
0: fucking comedic genius. I, I I try to do that myself, uh, but what I found and that was all truly cheap by the way. <laughs> to comedic genius, you're just you're just northeastern
1: crack. Don't start saying, "Oh, what a fucking big this
0: No, I I, I, try, I try that. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, but I you're your shit. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> true. <laughs> I mate Joe, this is my mate, then. That's it. Joe, Joe, I'm going to say this now. Joe, right, is what he would call, right, a proper London progressive liberal, right? People would call me an old fucking dinosaur, right? Working class dinosaur. Yeah. Now, even though Joe... For to remain, and for to leave. See, this is what it's all about, right? Yeah. It's called debate. It's called understanding. Neutral. He don't agree with me and everything, and I don't agree with him and everything.
0: We're the, end of the day, are we pals? Yeah, we are. We're friends. Yeah. And tomorrow is his birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah. Fifty-five. I know that's too to believe. Fifty-five
1: tomorrow. <laughs> what time is it now? Half past seven. 12. Four and a half. Four and a half hours' time, I'll be fifty-five. Tomorrow. Wow.